Welcome to No Challenges Remaining on day 10 of the French Open. I'm Ben Rothenberg. It was a day with lots of matches on center stage at the French Open, starting with Daniel Collins outlasting Anjabur in the one holdover match from the fourth round. And then the quarterfinal started with Argentine qualifier Nadia Podoroska upsetting number three seed Alina Svitolina to guarantee an unseeded finalist from the top half of the draw. Podoroska, a qualifier, will face Iga Sviantek who beat Martina Trevisan, another qualifier, in the semifinals. The first men's quarterfinal of the day lasted more than five hours with Diego Schwartzman outlasting Dominic Team in a match he probably should have won much faster, having had big chances to win both the second and third sets. Here's a bit from a very happy Diego after he survived in five. At that time, I was thinking, okay, come on, this, 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 today is not going to happen because I had a lot of opportunities, easy, tough ones, uh, hard, every single opportunity was different and I, I, didn't, I didn't took it. And then the tiebreak was crazy. I played an amazing tiebreak in the fourth and in the fifth, uh, I, I, I keep doing the same thing, being solid. And at the end, I think uh, physically I, I, I finished better than him. So that, that's why it was the win. In the last match of the day, Yannick Sinner got off to a wonderful start against Rafael Nadal, holding his own through the first set, getting up a late break in the first set for 6-5 before ultimately losing that set in a tie break after Nadal broke back. Sinner was up 3-1 in the second set as well, up another break there, lost that set 6-4, ultimately lost the match in straights, but it was great to see the young ginger Italian who any listener to this show knows I am super high on holding his own against a, a challenge like Nadal at the French Open. It was very cool to see. But what you didn't see during that match or during the other matches of the day was the normally robust supply of gifts of fun moments from the matches that pop up on tennis Twitter, which have become a staple of the tennis timelines of many tennis fans uh, from, from tweeters like Tennis Gifts and the king of that realm of gifting, Double Fault 28. Earlier this week, Double Fault 28 and others in the tennis gifting realm were sent DMCA complaints, DMCA standing for the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which was signed into law by U.S. President Bill Clinton on October 28, 1998. They were sent these DMCA complaints by a firm working on behalf of the French Tennis Federation, TMG, or TMJ, I'm guessing, based in Nantes, France, and signed by someone named Bastien Casalta. Bastien Casalta left his phone number on the letters these givers receive, so I thought I'd try giving him a call to see if he could explain why this big, big crackdown fairly out of nowhere mid-tournament on behalf of the FFT. Here's how that call went. Hello? Oui, bonjour. Bonjour, hi. Um, speak English? Uh, I have not a good English. But uh, I, I can try to help you. Okay, je cherche uh, Bastien Casalta. Yes. And uh, you are? Ben Rothenberg. I'm a I'm a reporter doing about uh, the tennis copyright issues. Votre correspondant vous a mis en attente. Merci de bien vouloir patienter. So I write, I'm a freelance reporter. I work for the New York Times, but I'm also just 
working on a, a podcast about this too, about these issues and the fans who've gotten their gifts taken down. Yes, and, and what is your request? I'm just wanting to know what the reasons are behind this, like what, why, this, why these fans have been targeted for this. No, no, but just, I, w I want to, to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, we don't um, answer on behalf of uh, our customers, so I won't be able to answer any of your questions. You need to, to contact them directly. Okay, contact who, FFT? Uh, yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, but you, but you were the ones who were doing the searching and, the, and the, the work for them, right? I cannot answer to any question. Okay. Okay, thank you for reaching out, but uh, sorry, I, I cannot uh, answer. Thanks. Thank you. I reached out to the FFT for comment as well and tried back a few times, but they did not reply in time for this episode. I think they're going to reply tomorrow, I believe. So I will amend that somehow on our Twitter or something when they do make sure that their answer is communicated. But it's been a disappointing strategy for the FFT doing this crackdown because tennis really does need all the exposure it can get. And these various fans who are making gifts are doing it to spread the gospel and the joy of the game, and they do it for free without siphoning off any profits meaningfully from the big places. It's free publicity on social media for a sport that's so often, it's still so niche in so many places. Many federations and tours now tacitly approve of these folks and have even communicated with the gift makers about sort of unwritten rules where they would rather not have them gif, which is usually footage from the main camera that shows the points during play, preferring that the gifters stick to between points footage. So there has been a lot of communication and cooperation there. They don't worry, most of these federations, that making gifts somehow devalues the rights and recognize that these guys and, and gals who make gifts can actually be a huge value add for the sport at, at no cost. So to better understand the folks behind the gifts, I reached out to Alex, the man behind Double Fault 28, and Ashish behind Tennis Gifts, Tennis underscore Gifts, to discuss their craft. You'll hear first from Alex, who is something of the king of tennis Twitter gifting, with around 48,000 followers on Twitter at Double Fault 28. Alex was nervous about his English, so he didn't want to do a standard interview with me. Instead, he recorded some answers to various questions I'd sent him. He starts off first with a Rafael Nadal Roman joke and an introduction. Here's Alex. As Classic said, it happened, 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 and I'm here. But unfortunately for the bad reason. Hello, my name is Alex, I'm from Moscow, and I'm on Twitter at DoubleFall28. Alex started just because he wanted to have some gifts of his favorite player, Kenny Shikori. He has since expanded to other players as well, but he still has some rules he tries to follow as he goes along gifting. I started made gifts just by accident. I made my first gift in April almost five years ago. I remember Kay played in Barcelona. I like the process. I like the process just interesting. I like to make gifts of hot shots, of player reactions, funny moments, uh, Marijuana Vidjovic. And I don't like false injuries, I try not to give it. If only if I, everything is okay with the player, I will make gift. Only in this case. I also try not to give uh, religious moments. It's not my business, I just respect all players. In this answer, Alex explains his three-step method behind posting gifts finding the moment, creating the image, and deciding whether or not it's appropriate to post. There are three main stages of GIFs creation. First stage to find GIF, second stage to make GIF, third stage to decide to post or not to post. I call it to be or not to be. So the first stage to find GIF. Sometimes uh, you can watch five hours of tennis and find nothing interesting. But it doesn't just depends on luck. You just need to know which matches to choose and watch them. 
For example, any Rublev's match. It's always interesting and a lot of gift moments. Or, I don't know, Tsitsipas match. Second stage to make gift depends on skills. Easy stage for me. Third stage is most difficult for me. I should always know what to upload, when to upload. And I must understand many factors. For example, positive or negative aspects. Uh, I really respect the personal life of the players. Not only of the players, but everyone. I think everyone has a right for the personal life. It's just sacred for me. Alex has been super heartened by the joy his gifts have brought folks on tennis Twitter and the amazing numbers he's received in terms of how widely they're being shared and seen. I'm very happy that so many people are watching my account. It means that I'm doing everything right. I just try to be independent and respect all players and their fans. By the way, I checked my stats for September. 31 million impressions. Unbelievable. Despite getting some offers from payment, including from some events which ask him to make more gifts of their events for promotion, Alex said he's never received a dime for any of his work. No, never, never. My account hasn't commercial profit. I'm very independent, it's important for me. Alex ran into a few initial copyright issues early in his time on Twitter, but the tour soon came to understand his value, which is why this sudden French Open crackdown shocked him so much. In the first year, but it's not serious, I solved all the problems, and thanks to the copyright holders, they also understand everything, except the 50, of course. As I said, Alex and other gift makers have often been in behind-the-scenes communication with various tennis bodies, to understand the unwritten rules. So he's been pretty blindsided and hurt by this moment this week. About the 50. I constantly communicate with the copyright holders, with almost all copyright holders. And uh, I know the rules. I know all the rules. And never break them. By the way, each copyright holder has its own rules. And uh, just believe me, I know what I can post and what I can't. And the IPO. I know it. And even if I did something wrong, many copyright holders immediately tell me about it. And I will delete GIF. Because they are smart. And they are great guys. And they doesn't want problems for me and my account. Simple. And only FFT. They are... I'm sorry, only bad words in my mind. I know some Russian words about it. <laughs> they are not smart guys, say at least. I think they should restore my gifts, all my gifts. And not only my, but also my friends who make gifts. It's important for me. And they must apologize. Only in this case I will continue to post gifts. No, no. It's simple. I will watch tennis, will make gifts, as always, but I will not post nothing, because I think my friends and I doesn't deserve such treatment. But most of all, Alex has been very appreciative of the support from his followers and fans, who I'm guessing include many of you. First of all, I want to thank all my friends and followers. I am very grateful to you. Your help and support are just priceless. It's just amazing. You are just great. I tried to read all your messages, but I just, I'm sorry, I just physically can't answer everything. I saw everything and I'm grateful. Just thank you guys. As we say in Russia, спасибо, ребята. Thank you very much, guys. That's all.
For a bit more insight into the tennis gifting life, I spoke with Ashish, who runs the account Tennis underscore Gifts, which focuses more on women's tennis gifts, and was also hit hard this week by the FFT crackdown. Here's my more standard chat with Ashish from his home in India. Enjoy. I'm Ashish. I'm from India, and I've been a tennis fan for a little over five years. I run an account at at, uh, Tennis underscore Gifts, or Gifts, what do you want to say? I prefer Gifts. (laughs) So I've I've been doing serious gifting for two years but i started with an with a 2017 Australian open match ostapenko versus plushkova okay also plushkova beat ostapenko 10-8 in the deciding set and then she gave a a good handshake at the net uh a, a kiss on the cheek in fact and many people were surprised at that ostapenko doing that because she had the reputation of you know yeah yeah so people were surprised people wanted to know what was that People who are not watching the match, people who are watching the match, they were surprised. And so I just quickly opened up uh, a stream. I will not say whether it's for legal or illegal, and made a really low-quality gift and posted it, and it did good for for someone who had less than hundred followers at that time. It made something like fifty likes, and mm. people were people were having a good time. They were interacting with it. They were having. That was my start, and from there on. I made a separate channel for, for a separate account for the, for the gifts, which is now tennis underscore gifts. That's, that's it. That's how here we are. Had you made gifts for other things before tennis before this? So you knew it just technically you knew what you were doing? Never? Never, never. Because, because I'm, an, you know, I'm an engineer by training. I had a job. I had a totally different position. And three years ago, I left that stream completely. I wanted to do something different. Uh, so, so now I'm... So, from 2017, I've been working from home, which is, so I've been ahead of the curve by three years. Uh, so if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that gave me a lot of time to watch a lot of tennis matches. Uh, so I, I had my own, I had my own time when I can work, when I can go to sleep, when I can wake up. So I can basically uh, change my sleep schedule depending on what tournament was going on. So that gave me a lot of time to watch matches and so on. Yeah. yeah. So no, it, it's a lot of, yeah, it, 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 I have a job. And on top of that, this is watching and doing gifts is another part-time job. So with no pay and no benefits. Right. I was going to say, that was my next question, but you've yeah. never yeah. made any money off of making gifts about tennis, right? Never, never. I have never made any money. Uh, it's just because I have made good friends on Twitter and they want to, initially because they wanted to react to certain events. They been they wanted to react to a racket smash, let's say, mm-hmm. of So I, I all right, I will do it. I will I will open this this thing for you I and mean, I will post it and you can have fun. Initially I never thought that this thing will ever go beyond my immediate mutuals, what you call. Uh, but it became a lot of people started watching it. In fact, uh, I'll give you a number of stats, small stats from my yeah. analytics. My account is something uh, 4,800 followers, a very small account by any standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the last four weeks, we had I had 6.1 million impressions and mm-hmm. half a million engagement. That, that's a lot for a, an account for 4,500 yeah. followers. So clearly, we are doing something, providing, I don't want to use the word service, because that would imply an exchange of you know, money. So I, we are doing something that the official accounts are not doing. They will never do. The official accounts will never post a video of Irani storming of the court, right? Yeah. But people want to react to that. People want to react to that. 
and so on. So like you said, six million in one month, it's undeniably, I think promoting is probably a fair word to use. It's undeniably spreading the sport. You know, it's, it's bringing it to, it's more eyes. And, um, yeah. And so that's, yeah. So I never, I never felt that we are taking away something from the slams. We are taking away anything, money from someone else. Right. Because no one sees my gift and says, that's it. I don't want to, don't want to watch a live match. No one sees a federal gift and says, all right, that's enough federal for me. I right. People not preferring my gifts to live matches. They just seen something. Yeah. If, if, if anything, fans or if you just tweet Twitter users probably see a yeah. gif of Federer. Maybe they see a series of gifs of Federer and they're like, oh, wow, Federer's on. I should, I should turn on my TV and start Watch. watching this live yeah. match. Yeah. It alerts yeah. them that something's happening. And, and for example, this, the recent Djokovic incident at the US Open, people yeah. didn't just see, people did, saw the ball hitting the line woman, but they didn't just stop at that. They wanted to know the story that led up to it. And they wanted to know what happened after that. So they went went back to the US Open YouTube channel, for example, and they saw the entire episode unfold. They weren't just satisfied with one 3.5 second gift, right? They wanted more than that. And so we informed the people that this is something that is happening, that you want to take a closer, a longer look at it. Even as a reporter, I will say there are plenty of times when a GIF has been useful to embed in a story. You know, if you want to talk about yeah, someone smashing of, a racket, or you want to talk about somebody doing something again, because sometimes the tournament accounts do also have things, but especially things that are, you know, don't, don't fit their narrative, whether it's, which is often like a racket smash or, you know, someone doing something that's a little yeah. less positive, but still getting coverage for the sport. You know, you guys um, can make that immortalized. So uh, I, I guess, so let me get to the, let me get to the positive parts before the, yeah. sort of more negative parts but what do you sure. what do you most enjoy about making gifts why do you why do you spend all this time doing that what what is it that you enjoy about this that you get out of this whole thing well i do this the first reason is because i can do it because of the job that i have yeah right uh, so i love tennis so i want to i want to contribute somehow so i can do it i do it because i can do it uh second is well i i don't know i i, can, I cannot answer that question any more than that because sometimes my friends ask me well, why do this why do you spend so much time when they are they are they work in you know just lavish corporate jobs and i'm working here from where i work from you know the wfh yeah. yeah so it's difficult to explain but because i love doing it i i want to contribute something i don't i don't know if i can if that answer your question if when i did that out well, I'm guessing you feel like just based on your love of tennis, you're saying you feel like you're adding something to the tennis yeah. experience, yeah. the tennis world, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Alex and I, uh, we are doing something that our official accounts will never do. It's just the, for the love of the game, you know, for, for to build a community. And I don't think that we, tennis is such a huge sport. I don't think we, we go that far. You know, you know, we, it's still a very niche thing. And it's still a, a community that I want to contribute to. I don't think I have, I have a better answer for this. I certainly think you and Alex, who also have heard from on this episode of the show, yeah. are definitely contributing a lot and just making the tennis Twitter experience just more vibrant and everything. Yeah. I remember before Alex and, and you showed up on the scene, there was a, a real lack of good gifting in tennis. There was the WTA Reactions account, which was great yeah, for several but, years, and then that went away. But um, yeah. And that had its own kind of different aesthetic to it. But yeah, having you guys be like these real like workhorse dedicated giffers uh, has been yeah. really, 
really cool. In fact, uh, Alex is is a more of an ATP guy, and uh, I do more WTO stuff. And yeah, uh, that yeah, I think Alex does an incredible job. I don't know how he does it. Uh, maybe I if I get the chance to ask him how he does that. How he starts his day and then ends it eighteen hours later, you know, eighteen hours later, and then yeah. sleep and what he does for a living, you know, I'm just fascinated because I will tell you a story because last year I was completely burned out because there was just no time to watch tennis, let alone uh, make any kind of serious contribution to giving, and I was completely burned out. Burned out. I I decided to just give up to just give this account to someone else for free. Uh, but then uh, something happened. Uh, a friend, Nawal, if you know, uh, he's Nawal Nadal. Tennis Nawal Nadal, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she came along. She said, "Okay, I will take half of your uh, half of your workload." And since then, it's been great. And uh, we are having the best year, best year so far of giving. Great. Yeah. So, so I guess have you ever been? Let's just start this neutral before we get to what's happened this week. But have you ever yeah. had any contacts previously with the with the federations? I know this is something Alex has and, talked to people a bunch um, for uh, his own side. He's been around longer, I guess. But have you ever discussed yeah. anything about gifts with ATP, WTA, one of the Grand Slams, Never. ITF, something like that? Never, because. I I know the unwritten rules of gifting. What are those? You never post a video. Mm-hmm. First. Second is you never post a gif of a a real time play. That means the point uh, point is going on. You can post uh, of replays. You can post slow mos. Those are fines, but you never post a real time live play. Uh, that's a complete no no. So if you see all of my gifs, they are never they are never real time gif. The the point is going on, and I take a gif of that. No, yeah. after the point is over, if there is a replay, I do the replay. Or it's something, or it's something between points that happens, like a racket. Smash. Be- exactly between points. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, I have been very careful to stick those, stick to those rules, and that's why what happened yesterday came as a massive surprise to me. So what happened yesterday? Explain what happened yesterday. So the Djokovic match ended. I, I took a break, and then I came back. The account was locked, and I thought, all right, maybe I posted some videos, some clip. I did post some clip of Irani and. But to share my take, screaming at the crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe that's 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 the reason. But when I opened the email, I was just completely shocked. You know, 133 gifts were taken down. And if you include double fault, 28, and a couple of other accounts, uh, total 298 gifts were taken down. Wow. Uh, out of which mine was 133. That makes me 43%. Uh, well, uh, my first re- reaction was anger because. It took a lot of time to make those, make those stuff, and you know to watch all those matches. But then a few hours later, I cooled down and then thought, why the futility of the, of their action? Because we are not harming them in any way. So why do this? Why go after an account which has four point five thousand when you know when you have bigger issues at your hand? Yeah, no, they do for sure. And, and so, is there anything you think you can do? I just, um, I just actually called this uh, company. Yeah, TMG. I just yeah, yeah, that's, and, that's the, and ba- Bastion. Yeah, that's the one. I just talked to him actually. Ah, yes. And, I have I have blocked that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's probably useful. But he was saying to direct any complaints to FFT. So I sent a message to FFT. I've not heard back. But I mean, do you just no, figure uh, these hundred and thirty whatever gifts are three. are are loss? Or are you going to keep making gifts? Or what is your? How do you? And is it maybe just yeah. only an FFT issue? Only a French Open issue? And so French Open is only two weeks a year. There are two entities who have 
gained some notoriety in the world of giffing uh, one is fft and another is task force india i don't know if if i can drop some names here sure. so those are the two entities yeah star sports india is the is the official broadcaster of french open in india okay uh, and they have been they have been they they have been relentless uh, they have slowed down right now after they have been taken over by disney uh, but they were completely relentless they would strike down anything uh, but fft they were very stringent on on videos but never uh, until this year we were com- i was completely i i felt safe that gifts will not be taken down uh, so when this happened i was completely taken aback uh but i will keep doing wta event gifts i will keep doing uh atp event gifts i will keep doing all other three grand slams because i never had any trouble with them this is the first time i i my account has ever run into any kind of trouble mm-hmm. but i will but i had one little experience a couple of years ago one of my miami open gifts was taken down it was a wta match but the well, i don't know the person who was doing the scraping thought it was a atp gift and he took it down so i completed that this is not your territory so and after 10 business days uh, the gift was restored so maybe <laughs> the same the same thing will happen maybe i i just have to wait for 10 business days let's see what happens but from now on there will be no more french open gifts in my on my account ever that's that's off that's uh, so that will be two weeks of nothing but i will keep doing all of the tournaments so what is it like now having the french open we're we're recording this in the middle of the quarterfinal yes. between team and schwartzman which is in the beginning of the third set yeah. now looking at both screens diego just broke for 3-1 in the third very exciting what right. is um what is it like for you now with not making gifts are you still watching the tennis are you are you how how is your interaction and enjoyment of the tournament changed since you've stopped making gifts this week wow that's a good question because it's only been a few hours since the since the day started well I, i'll say that first is this internal reaction to the wrong else account what are you doing collins is screaming gift that <laughs> it's so simple look at her she's just giving you the material why are you not doing that because if 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 yesterday hadn't happened you would have seen 10 people posting collins gifts uh within within two minutes but that didn't happen so uh, so now it's just internal screaming all those internal screaming come on you're 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 losing the moments uh, those moments will uh, people will forget about it in a couple of years but if you if you post it you know people come back to it so it, it is it's, it's a bit annoying because they are not doing a good job that people like alex and others can do let's say let's say i am a bit relieved because i don't have to do anything i can just watch matches for first time in a long while i have no pressure of no one is requesting me that go back to this point and this match please do this this thing that thing you know i can just sit down and watch uh, close our twitter and just watch a match mm. uh, not bad in any way in a few days other tournaments will begin and this uh, the whole thing will start again I mean, it sounds like you're describing a lot of pressure you put on yourself. I mean, there just what can feel like a sort of intense "quote unquote" job, even yeah. though you're not getting paid for it. Uh, yeah. What keeps yeah. you? What keeps you wanting to do this? What keeps you wanting to 
be in this very fast pace because people want the gifts and they want them immediately, right? So there is sort of a, fact, a quick yes. turnaround and pressure to, to doing this. And, and, and like Le you said, Leopard. you and, and, and Alex take requests. I mean, Alex, I I have, as people have probably seen, I've flagged so many things for Alex and he's always very willing. Yeah. And I'll happily do the same for you if you ever want to. <laughs> but just into, hey, I saw some crazy thing happen it's, on court 13. Yeah. Check this out, you know, because it does take a lot more. There's so many matches going on at the time. You can't see everything possibly. So, you know, what keeps you going? Well, the pressure is because of the of the arc that you have to put the gifts fast enough. If you are twenty second late, thirty second late, someone else is there, and their gifts have taken off, and that's it. You are you have to be satisfied with a double digit. That's it. Uh, so uh, the pressure is the time pressure, because you have to react fast enough. But otherwise, you know, uh, I don't think there's there's much to it. There's much pressure, right? Uh, because yeah the time pressure is the critical one because you have to react faster how long does it take you to make a gift well first of all because the episode will let's say something something's happening there's a controversy with the player on the empire the entire episode will unfold let's say in a couple of minutes right so you don't know whether you you should wait for the entire two minutes to fold out yeah. and then pick out whatever so by that time, someone may have just did the first five seconds or 10 seconds. So if it's a, if it's a straightforward racket smash, uh, maybe a, a minute, a minute to do it, a minute to upload it, depending on how the mind, my internet is behaving at that point in time. So, uh, so that's it. Because, yeah. Yeah. And, and last sort of thing, do you have a favorite GIF you've made? Uh, my favorite GIFs are always a stepping coin potential. Those are the... <laughs> Because you, they are reliable players. They yeah. will always give you the content. Because, but I, I, I like drama. <laughs> I have, you know, I, I like drama. And you know, there are some players uh, who people will not pick out. I, I'm, I'm not dropping any names because I don't want to offend any, any fan, you know, any fans. But there are some, there are some players who are capable of producing drama. But people are aware of it. We are aware of it. So. So that's it. Cool. Well, Ashish, thank you very much. Thank you for yeah. your contributions to the tennis Twitter community and hope that you uh, are able to do what you want to do and keep promoting the sport in your way uh, going forward as, as unbotheredly as possible. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you very much. Cheers. So thank you very much to Ashish. Thank you also to Alex once again for joining and thank you all for listening and supporting them and all sorts of other tennis creators and including us as tennis creators of a different sort. We especially thank our supporters on Patreon who include our new backer since we last recorded an episode, Natalie Elder. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Natalie. And thank you to our Patreon Slam Champ backers. We thank every episode. Liz Kennel, Jonathan Weinbaum, Mary Carrillo, Chuang Nguyen, Betty, Audrey Wellens, Sean Mulroy, Susanna W., Jean Simeon, Leah Williams, and Antonio Maycumber. And our four GOAT backers, Mike, Nicole Copeland, Charles Cena, and J.O.D. Keep putting your own beautiful things out in the world there, listeners, and hopefully people appreciate them. Bye, guys.